You guys brought her on knowing that she wanted to fucking take every single one of us out and nobody gives a fuck. No one knew this at at honestly, did Bravo know? No, no. She's saying that she production knew. Me. Who, do, who do you think at production knew? The first time I interviewed, I talked about it in my home with production. That this was you their told plan. them in casting. Yeah, the first time. If you said I run a and it burner matter, account, right? I, I, we wouldn't have cast you. Okay. Hello and welcome to Bravo Bravo Effing Bravo. Hi, Mariana. Hey, baby, gorgeous. Have you got your burn book with you? Oh my god, that was solemn. Lame. You are lame and embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> That's lame. For someone who brought it all season and her clapbacks. Remember, I even said her clapbacks for the first two episodes of Reunion. I was laughing. Yeah. But I just feel like by the third episode, so obviously the last third hours uh-huh. of filming, she was broken. Flopzilla. She just lost steam, mm-hmm. which is what happens when you're making shit up. You get mm-hmm. exhausted. Mm-hmm. Like how amped are you when the truth comes out with shit? Oh, my God, it's like you've had 20 Red Bulls. But if there's a lie, you're just exhausted. So yeah. I'm with you. Everything that comes out of her mouth is a big fat lie. How funny. I feel like we've just gotten straight into it, but how funny when she said she was doing work for the FBI and they're all laughing. I loved how they were <laughs> laughing. Like no one was cutting her any slack. Obviously what she meant was the FBI, because she had given evidence, they meant if you have anything more, bring it to us. That's all they meant. If you find anything else, because obviously she had videos and texts and all that stuff to provide. Yeah. Of course they're going to say if you come up with if you come across <laughs> any other evidence, here's my email address, right? Yeah, yeah. They didn't mean go stalk a bitch, but <laughs> I can under, almost understand it because even though it is very high school to do that, if someone fucks you over and owes you money and fucks a million people over and owes them money and is now going to jail and getting their comeuppance, I can understand, like, being with a mate and going, oh, my God, should we drive by and see? Yeah, I get mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. But She's Delulu. She is a little Delulu. You're right. I love that, Delulu. I'm going to use that. So she's gone. She's fired. What do you think of that? Well, okay, this is why she was fired, in my opinion, which is her saying that she said she was a part of Reality Vontees in her first casting interview. Mm. Whether that's true or not, Considering what Bravo and NBC Universal have been through with reality TV and the, you know, what people were calling the reality TV reckoning and all that shit, there is no way in hell they will ever admit that they knew about it. If they did. I don't think they did because, as Andy said, I I don't know if he said that on the show or on his serious thingy. He was like, if we knew, we wouldn't have hired her. He said it on the show. We want people who aren't lame losers on the internet like we are. Yes. yes. <laughs> That's us. That's exactly. our job. <laughs> I don't want to watch us. She kept like sort of throwing things out there like, you don't think I'm worthy to be on the show. You don't think I'm, I'm good enough to be on the show. It's like, bitch. Oh, she was reaching. She thinks that. She thinks she's not good enough to be on the show, which is why she bought the Louis Vuitton handbag, the cheapest of all the designer bags. We all got one. Even I got one. And I'm pop. I think that was fake and phony as well. Like, I think she bought that so that she could then have that scene being like, oh, I feel uncomfortable because she wanted audience sympathies, I think. And that's why she was coming for Lisa with the ring. Yeah. All these things were so 
planned and inauthentic yeah. because I think she wanted to be the audience mouthpiece. But it's like you should have just stayed at Reality Von Teese then. Yeah, other cast members have at times been the audience mouthpiece and we love them for it. Mm-hmm. But it's taken me like, what, 18 episodes to mm-hmm. finally be convinced or rather smacked in the face with the fact that she's a liar. Oh, yeah. And she's a liar because she, and like all housewives, they create their own reality and then they spin that. But it's like... You keep accusing them of not listening to you. You're not listening. Mm-hmm. I don't buy it. Like, do I think there's a possibility she said it in casting? Yeah, I do. Do I think there's evidence of it? Hell no. Well, yeah, like she's also said she, you know, told them the ratings were shit and that she oh. needed to save the show and then they proved that that was incorrect. So it's like I don't, yeah, I don't trust what she says. No, I mean, I do feel bad in that she really helped make the season. And yet she created her own story arc in the sense that she created a beginning, a middle and an end for herself. She did not leave any room to manoeuvre. Yeah. But, like, would the season have been that great if Heather didn't get that phone call from Tanisha? Like, No, it wouldn't have. We enjoyed, like, you know, the sound bath fight and everything with Monica. There's been good moments, but I don't think it would have been as good if she was still getting away with it. It's like a Vanderpump ending of a season. It's fan-flipping-tastic. The fact that she got busted is amazing. It's the perfect button. Is it potential that production knew and production was Tanisha? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. either way, it was glorious TV, but she wrote her own ending. So there's nowhere to move. She did not use the reunion to get in anyone's good graces. Like her trying to say that her and Heather should have bonded over how they were treated by Jen. Maybe if she led with that and then had some humility, someone would have bought it. But I don't see Heather even buying that because she was definitely rattled by the lies. Like she Mm -hmm. saw parallels with Monica and Jen, just like you did, Mm -hmm. just like I did not. So I don't know. I don't know how you come back from that. Like I get the impression that Heather, like it's a trigger for her. She's fearful of filming with Monica in the same way that she was fearful of filming with Jen. Of course you are. The woman is Reality Von Tees. Of course you're fearful of filming with her. And, like, Monica's main defence was like, oh, I did it to take down Jen, you're welcome. But it seems like the account was still running after Jen was in prison. <laughs> like, And they were, like, attacking personal lives. and Saying that they're collateral damage to take down Jen is one thing, but going on about, like, those insults they were hurling at Heather, she said we were repeating things that Jen said mm-hmm. to show you how horrible she is. That's one thing. But then... Heather's saying that they would either tweet it or or Insta Mm -hmm. it, I don't know, multiple, multiple times a day, like dozens of times every day. Why? That's like once you tag them in something and saying, you know, your friend Jen said, blah, that's Mm -hmm. it, one and done. Yeah, yeah, let let it go. And now I understand why she was very quick – to be the first person to say things on camera and then try to say, I'm just giving you a heads up. I was fooled. I love how Andy clarified and he was like, you do understand how saying it first on camera is like a big deal. (laughs) He's like, I've seen this a million fucking times, love. Like (laughs) that counts as bringing it up. It's true. So 
it's my turn, but I'm sick, so I'm going to make it be your turn. Or are sure. you happy to just jump all over the place like we kind of already are? I think for a reunion we should jump around the place and all maybe right. we go a bit more linear for Beverly Hills. Okay, great. Because there's just so much to talk about with, like, Monica. And I thought Andy did a great job this episode. Me too. I think maybe he knew the writing was on the wall because mm. he didn't give her any excuses. The only time that he did move on quickly, which was when she said, yep, yeah, I told production. Well, he also invited her, like he gave her so many opportunities to just apologise or empathise and she just didn't. She said, I'm not <laughs> apologising. I was there to take down Jen. And I'm like, do you want actually want to finish the sentence and say, and I did? Is that what she's trying to say? Did she? No, the FBI did. (laughs) The feds were investigating Jen for years before she was on the show. And I don't think we needed an Instagram burner account to tell that Jen was a horrible person. We were watching the show. We saw it. But we did fucking love the video that she got of her berating the employee. We all fucking loved that. Yes, yes. And she said she was there filming it on her phone. I'm like, you got a really great angle of that whole thing. Mm. Are you sure it wasn't the security cameras? Well, let's talk about these security cameras. So, Wow. How dumb is Jen? So was she? So Monica, the allegation or whatever that we're meant to believe that she set up the cameras and then in Jen's home and then access them whenever she wanted. So she said that Jen got her to organise the security cameras and also put the account in her name, as in Monica's name. So therefore, she's created the logins (laughs) or she was given the logins. That's dumb. Come on, people. Don't give your assistant your fucking security camera logins. But then I, I don't know how rich people do it. Do your staff have the security camera logins? Is that normal? I don't know. I don't have people. I have me. Mm. So, but Lisa's saying the Snoop Dogg conversation only happened like in Jen's house. So the only way Monica could know about it is if she was watching through those cameras. Is that what Lisa was saying? That's what Lisa was saying. And Monica was saying, you're an idiot. Jen told me. Either or could be true. But she did admit, yeah, I could log in whenever I wanted. I mean, Jen's a fucking idiot. Well, that's true too. (laughs) If she can log in whenever she wants, why are we bothering driving past the house? None of it makes sense. Well, because she said she wanted to catch her drink driving. How do you do that at the house? I don't know. I I can't believe anything she says. I don't know. But obviously, like, before Jen went to court, like, obviously she was arrested and then got out on bail before her trial. Part of that was she wasn't supposed to be drinking, period. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then there was that video of her on the street berating a cousin or something months after. So, And you could tell she obviously had been drinking. So you don't need fucking Monica Garcia... Fletcher, mm-hmm. Fetch, whatever her fucking name is. Delgado. Do you think it would have been better for her if, like, mid-season she revealed everything? No. I mean, they're all saying that it wasn't the account. It was that she was lying about it. That obviously, like, throws you because you filmed with her a whole season and were making an effort to develop a friendship. But I don't see that at any point that they found out that they would want to develop a friendship. Mm. Yeah, it was interesting when I think Andy was like, do you want to be their friend or be on the show? And I think it was like, yeah, she doesn't want to be their friend at all. No, of course she doesn't want to be their friend. because She just wants to be on the show. Yeah, but I I don't think she has any value of self. The fact that she keeps saying, yeah, you guys don't think I'm good enough to be on the show. She thinks she knows she's not rich enough to be on the show. And she thinks that that 
feeling is coming from them and how they treat her, but it's really coming from herself. She doesn't want to be their friend because she doesn't think she's good enough to be. She doesn't Mm. actually think she's good enough to be on the show. Yeah, and maybe she's not. And she's deflecting it all by saying it's everyone else. What did you think of that thing where Angie calls her like a lowbrow rat or whatever? And she goes, wow, a brown rat. And like she tried to turn it into like a race thing. And yeah. they were like, no, we didn't say brown. Like, why are you trying to do this? Because that's where her head's at. Was she just cornered and trying to deflect? I think she honestly thought she heard that. She's fucked in the head. <laughs> I don't think she likes herself very much. And I think she automatically goes to like the worst. The dark ca- place. Yeah, the worst case scenario possible. I s- still don't believe she has family in Bermuda that knew she was coming. Because did you catch at the end of the episode or whatever when Andy's like, will you go to Bermuda? And she was like, yeah, maybe. I'll bring my kids there. And he's like, and will you see your family? And she was like, <laughs> So you think the whole family in Bermuda was a lie? Everything was a lie. Yeah. Okay. Every single fucking thing that woman said. I don't believe she's got a swaddle company. I don't believe <laughs> that photo album she brought out for her kid was authentic. I don't believe the car stuff with the mum. I don't believe the mum was talking to a pot plant. I don't believe anything about her. <laughs> I think she's scum. I think she's lame and, and embarrassing. I think she's Delulu and I think she's a flop. Yeah, I don't think she's a flop. She was great this season. She gave well, now us- she's a flop. I just think she wrote the end of her story. That's the problem. She did not think of what she would do beyond that info coming out. Well, uh, she put up something on Instagram saying she's going to do, like, make a book out of the burn book. And I was like, That burn book was so fucking lame. (laughs) Why would you start with a read of Andy Cohen? Yeah, bizarre. So what? He fucked half of New York. And he's working on the other half and good for him. (laughs) I'm like, why don't you just call him old and fat? Because by episode three, she was so exhausted and burnt out and defeated and deflated The only reads she could come up with were old and fat. It's like, bitch, everyone on this cast is a certain age group and older. Mm -hmm. And we watch the show because of that fact. We love that fact. So that is not a read to us. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Or at least do it in a fun and clever way, you know? Like if you're just punching down on someone's appearance or age, it's just like, ugh. Be clever at least. I know, right? When she called Angie a benchwarming bitch, that was hilarious. I did love that. <laughs> but like that, it's funny because it's true kind of thing. Yeah. But oh, yeah. you old. It's like, I can't do anything about that. You ugly. I can't do anything about that. Okay, well, they can. They can afford it. I'm talking yeah. about myself. Yeah. Or you're, you're fat. Bitch, these women are over 50. Unless they're going to be on the Ozempic, they're going to have some, like, mm-hmm. mid-weight. Like, don't be paying out people for shit they can't do anything about. Like, yeah. it's not funny. So Andy really put the ball in, like, the other ladies' court to sort of fire her, right? When he was yeah. like, do you see a path forward? And they all were like, no. And Whitney, like, I think really put the nail in the coffin because she was so quiet this episode. She was. I think she wanted to try and, like, Talk about her feelings, but no one was really caring that much. No. But then when she finally got a chance to speak at the end, she was like, yeah, I have, there's no trust. And without trust, there's nothing. They're all saying we're triggered by this because we went through it with Jed. Uh-huh. So, okay, the black eye stuff. Yes. Well, how do you feel about it now? I am not satisfied. Yeah? Why? Well, we still don't know how it happened. We only know that it was Jen. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm-hmm. how do you know it was Jen? How does Jen know it was Jen? When you're saying you don't remember how it happened. Well, that's the thing. I think they do remember how it happened and she's still not willing to say that. 
Yeah, I think so. I think she's being honest when she says, I'm still scared of Jen. But I don't think so much she's still scared of Jen. She's scared of the clapbacks. Yeah. Not just of what people are going to say, but the relentlessness with which they're going to do it. And they're not going to just come for her. They're going to come for her whole family. And I think it's happening now. Like, as much as, you know, I think honesty is the best way forward. Now people are like, yeah, but you lied and you threw production under the bus. Like, Andy really held effect to the fire on that, which I think he had to, like, from a production standpoint. Just being like, yeah, this had impacts on everybody, not just you. But also watching Heather talk, I was like, it does feel like she's the victim in this. And it's like, how do you control someone's behaviour when they've been, like, victimized, who knows what yeah. level of assault? But, like, yeah. Yeah, she's been victimised. And mm-hmm. so you do give them grace. Did she do the right thing? No. Is she admitting that she did the wrong thing? Yeah. Like, she started yeah. off by saying, I'm sorry to every single group mm-hmm. of people, which is exactly what Monica should have done. Mm-hmm. She's contrite. What yeah. are you going to do? Kick her while she's down? Like, I'm not going to. Some people are going to. Do I think it's too little too late? Sure. Do I judge yeah. her for it? Sure. But am I going to fucking rub her face in it? No. Mm-hmm. She knows she mm-hmm. fucked up. She knows that it's bad. What else can you do? And I did love when Andy was like, okay, well, if Jen's watching right now from prison, like, what Which would you she say will to her? be. Yes. Yeah. And I wanted to give you that same opportunity. If Jen was listening to this podcast right now, what do you want to say to Jen? Just go away. (laughs) Enough. We are giving this woman too much airtime. It's true. It's true. Again, they said they were triggered. Jen's obviously getting her loser minion who's still there not getting paid, or maybe it's Sharif at this point, to comment on her behalf because she obviously can't control her own social. Someone else is doing it. Yeah. So I get why they're bringing her up, but enough. People are right. Yeah. Jen... This was the best season of Salt Lake City. Oh, yeah. And it didn't concern you. So Uh just slither away. Bye, girl. It will be nice next season to maybe not have a Jen, not have a Monica, not have uh, the racist one. Like to just uh, just start fresh with our Angies and just move forward. Yeah, (laughs) I just, Mary got to go. Okay, she so, is so problematic. It's not funny. Yeah, right. Sorry. Well, we do get some good content, but she's just very mean to them. She's a horrible human being. <laughs> yeah. And she is a cult leader. How many times? I mean, if that was a drinking game from our podcast, people would be drunk. How many times? <laughs> was, she is a cult leader. What? Like, what part of that are we not getting? Uh huh. Uh huh. She's. Stealing from her congregation. She's manipulating her congregation. Okay, she's not stealing from them. She's brainwashing these people to mortgage their homes and give her all of the money. I still think it would be nice to have her as a friend of next season in case she does get arrested by the FBI because that would be be wonderful. (laughs) But we also, like, we learnt that the feds were investigating Jen for years before she was even on the show and got caught. I think as soon as the cast is announced now, they're investigating. I hope so. Anna Marie's getting investigated. I think all the Miami girls are getting investigated. Even the fucking Melbourne girls are getting investigated. I know. <laughs> as soon as you cast, you're on a watch list. The one that I'm curious about is Lisa Barlow. Oh, because yeah. she spends like she's got LVP money. On glam each day. Jesus Christ. 
she spends so much money. So she said she's gotten glam every day since 2019. I'm assuming that's season one of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. And sure, it depends what kind of glam you're getting. If you get a celebrity makeup artist, that's costing you like two and a half to five grand or ten grand. She's not. She's getting a regular old makeup artist who's probably costing her 150 bucks. Yeah, Mac Viva Glam or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> but still. Yeah. She's one step off having a private chef. Like It is a wonder. She spends a lot. She appears as if she spends a ton of money. And all those, like, big gulp sodas she's getting through the drive-thru, like, that adds up. <laughs> the big gulps. Oh, uh, you're funny. So it was pretty much faff with Mary and that. And the only other note I have for this whole reunion was with Meredith and the butter, <laughs> taking it to restaurants and asking it to be I served. I mean, That's she was very funny. She was doing it for content and it was fucking <laughs> hilarious. Whoever, i.e., when Brooks told her to do that. Brooks is funny. Yeah, he is. If that's Brooks, that is fucking funny. <laughs> I have shaken cream in a jar to get butter. It does not take that long. Girl mm. needs to work out or something. Well, she's very proud of it, but that's really <laughs> all her storyline was this season, baths and butter. But we had a good laugh about it. We did. We had a great fucking time. Do I got to anything else? Oh, there was the mafia stuff with Meredith, but, like, we've been there, done that. Oh, I'm exhausted. I mean, yeah. look, at the end of the day, we all think it's Monica. Yeah. Monica saying, no, I'm not the one that to send Meredith the DMs. No one believes you. If it quacks like a duck, it's a duck. People believe Meredith over you, you're done. Because yeah. before that, we all thought it was fucking Meredith. Yeah. No one thought it Well, Okay, I didn't think it was Monica. So the only thing about Mary is that when they had that little bit from Watch What Happens Live when she was body shaming Heather with the Gucci corset. Oh, yeah. She kept saying corset. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, her and Ramona should get together and do a podcast. Uh-huh. I thought about that too and I was like, why is no one making fun of a corset? But maybe does she have a speech impediment and maybe that's why she's untouchable? I don't no, know. No, she's got a fucking brain fart. Like she doesn't <laughs> either she either she's like know. speaks too quickly and words aren't coming out correctly. Well, remember when she said that you called me a pornography? Like I <laughs> I don't think she has a good recollection of words. I.e. she not that bright. She doesn't speak English. How about that? I don't know what (laughs) language she speaks, but she doesn't speak English. What did you think about their impressions of each other? Oh, I always laugh at an impression. Monica does a great Lisa Barlow. And I know she says it's easy, but we've all heard my Lisa Barlow, which is terrible. Do it right now. No, I can't. I mean, I'm not feeling well, so, <laughs> oh, my God, Monica. No, see, That's pretty good. I That's just pretty sound good. like, I just sound like a, I don't know, someone who, like, smokes too many cigarettes or something. Yeah. Like, I, I sound terrible. Shit, hers was good. Meredith Whitney, I mean, it was fun, but it, uh-huh. it wasn't good. And Angie, I thought doing Meredith, she just sounded like a crazy Muppet. Yeah, yeah. And it was fun, <laughs> though. It's still fun that they reference each other's memes. I think yeah. that's fun. Yeah, I think that's it. I've got nothing else. Great season. Yeah, great season. Great season. And um, then they did that, whatever they called it, Rose and Thorn. Oh, yeah, it was like a cold chill or a hot shiver or something. I don't know what it was. I just wrote Rose and Thorn. I didn't want to type that many words. (laughs) But I love how Meredith Rose was making the butter. (laughs) Yeah. I think she should do bath butter bombs. I think she will. I think she should. And she should do like jacuzzi accessories and adult rubber duckies or something. I don't know, some bath toys. Uh, wink wink. I don't know. She's she gotta should. do something. All right, well let's let's move on to Beverly Hills. Let's. 
Did you enjoy this episode? This is the going to Spain episode. I did enjoy it. They put a lot in one episode. Yeah. And I keep getting surprised at like fresh backstory we're getting for some of these women, like the Sutton and the Ashes and the Mercer and the Dancer. Yes. And I, I was like, where have we heard this before that she was like a dancer with Mercer? And then uh, she's got this man's ashes in a Ziploc bag in her closet. Like wh- where did that come from? She's the quirkiest, oddest duck. And yet when she randomly mentions a friend of hers, She's just like the coolest person ever. Like she She's gets, cool. She gets invited to all the parties. And I think the ladies kind of allude to the fact that she's just uber rich. And I'm like, no one, uber rich people aren't keeping uber rich people around just because they're rich. Surely not, mm, right? Because they're already rich. What do they get out of having a rich friend? I mean, the only thing they get out of, I guess, is knowing that that person isn't friends with them for their money. Oh, yeah. But, mate. They're keeping her around for a reason. Yeah, well, she's a socialite. Like, we, we'll talk about that later, but she's an actual socialite. Look, at the end of the day, I love Sutton. I'm a total slutton. So I can see why other people would be a total slutton. She's fucking fun. Yeah, and I was just looking at that little... So they're all packing for Barcelona. That's the scene. Yeah. Um, Garcelle's travelling with Glam, which is, like, a big deal because, you know, good for Garcelle because Dorit can't afford it. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so we touched down with Sutton and Arvi, just torturing Arvi, oh pushing her around God. in a suitcase. And then she brings out this Ziploc bag, and surely that's not a whole body, right? Is that just, like, his arm? It's- the ashes <laughs> of just his arm, maybe? It's a little bit of the ashes. A little bit of Mercer. Do you know who this Mercer is? Yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah, so he's very famous. He's like one of the fathers of American modern dance. I did think it was funny when, like, Erica says she didn't know who he was, and Mikey Minden was like, You're an ignorant cunt. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of Mikey Minden, so because I've been sick for the past few days and had nothing to watch, I was watching Paris in Love. Oh, yeah. I've basically smashed the whole thing. Did you enjoy it? I really enjoyed it. I like Paris Hilton. I always have. So, like, I watched The Simple Life when it first came on the teas. I'm that old. But then, yeah, she does this concert and Mikey is the choreographer or one of the choreographers for her. And I was just thinking, like, it happened, would have happened the season where we're like, where's Mikey? Where's Mikey with Erica? He was busy. Well, he was busy actually getting paid by Paris Hilton. He wasn't just going up and down in that elevator at that Vegas hotel. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, that's just what reminded right. me of it. I'm like, yeah, man, guy's getting paid by Paris Hilton. This is why he can't go to Erica's. And, I mean, why would you even bother invoicing Do a freebie. Hurts? Exactly. <laughs> oh, gosh. So that's the scene for Barcelona. So then we get some plane footage, which you know I love. Yeah, I know. Fucking froth on a plane footage. Like, as soon as they get the camera out on their phone, like, I just enjoy it. Even yeah. though we, all we really got was pyjama comparisons. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Dorit with, what was it, like, $1,300 pyjamas? I, yeah, I thought it was, like, seven grand or something. I don't know. No. But it was expensive and outside of her budget, I think. It was 1200 and I wrote it down, $1,217 Chanel, and Crystal's got clearance rack seven ninety nine. Now, Crystal spent... Half a million dollars on her basement reno. And Dorit lives in a house that looks like it belongs to one of the Vanderpump cast. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. who does Dorit think she's kidding? We know that two years ago, PK couldn't even pay his gambling debts. So, uh, yeah. Come what on. What really Dorit. struck me with Dorit this episode was when Anna Marie makes the allegations that Crystal said blah, 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 and she called the girl shallow. Dorit goes, shallow, as if she's like really struck by that. And I'm like, yeah, you're wearing expensive pajamas and you've got Hermes plates 
You're the most shallow one of the bunch. I'm sorry. I'm waiting for those fucking Hermes plates to be on first dibs. Like, honestly, <laughs> she's going to need to, like, rally and sell some shit. <laughs> Garage sales. She's going to need – like, where do they get that kind of cash flow? <laughs> I don't understand. Know. If you're spending 1200 bucks on pyjamas, you have a high-spending game. I know that Kyle says she goes shopping every day, whether it's online or otherwise. Well, Kyle's running from something. That's what that is. Yeah, but Mauricio sells a house. Like, someone in his organisation sells a house every day and he gets paid a huge percentage of that. Mm. So I get why they've got a lot of cash flow. I still don't exactly know, apart from Boy George, who PK represents. Okay, Taylor Dane, obvi. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, whoever showed up, was it Berlin? Yeah. The one that sang Top Gun, not... These (laughs) people aren't playing at Carnegie Hall. They're playing at the fucking Bolo. Yeah, when Boy George is your big get, that's a bit of a worry. I I just, I don't know where their cash flow comes from. It's not Beverly Beach. No, well, does that even exist anymore? He, um, he's in London a lot. And I did think as well, like, he's in London now when they're in Spain. That's not that far. Like, he could just pop over on, like, an easy jet for an hour and, like, say hi to her if he wanted to, like, make a grand gesture. He can get the fucking, the Euro Rail or Eurostar Rail or whatever it's called. Like, he can get a train ticket. Yeah, a Ryanair at best. Exactly. A little Greyhound bus. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Come on, dude. I know. I just, I don't know. She spends a lot of money. A lot of people say, I mean, everyone says she borrows it. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. Look, she does look amazing in the outfits. People are just not buying that she's spending like Kyle because she doesn't live in a Kyle house. Kyle has multiple houses. Yeah. Someone from the FBI and the IRS, I want you – I just want to see Dorit's tax returns. I want to see them, <laughs> basically. So once they land in Spain, they get into a sprinter band. Sutton does like a little quiz about herself, I think for like the room assignments, but not really. I don't quite. I don't no, quite it was just it. just, it was just a bus fun. game, just for funsies. <laughs> okay. Then we get to the hotel. Oh, wait, you didn't want to talk about all of a sudden, the game? Well, I mean, we can. Do you have any thoughts? When she said, what's my father's name? And Crystal blurted out Mr. Sutton. Because <laughs> she wasn't doing that for the fun. That's actually what came out of her mouth. Like she was, oh my god, oh my god, Mister. She thought she was going to be clever and say Mister such and such with the surname. She didn't know it. But even I forgot what Sut- Sutton Strack, Mister Strack. I don't know, or is that her husband's name? I don't know. I have no clue. It was fucking funny. Yeah, it was enjoyable. I liked. It was enjoyable. I do prefer when they're fighting in a sprinter van, but you know, fun quizzes are good too. Oh, I don't know. I think I get anxiety when they fight in vehicles. <laughs> I think it's a trigger for me. Give you car sickness? No, it's a trigger for me just being yelled at in a car and you can't get out. Oh, so, yeah. oh yeah, okay. I don't mean to bring the room down. I'm just right, saying right. like, Understood. so when they're fighting in the sprinter, unless someone's in the back making a joke of it, like, and kind of like chilling me out, it just stresses me out. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. I try to enjoy it. And look, fucking Erica got a tiara. You know, that's not a cheap tiara. And then she wore it. Because it was cool. Yeah, I, I still like that. There's parts of Erica this episode that I didn't like, but I still, as a whole, am enjoying her. There is a part of Erica <laughs> yeah. I don't like, yeah. but, yeah. See, the thing is, I don't like Erica. There are parts I have enjoyed of Erica. She's a good time gal on a trip. I think, like, she'd be fun to go on holidays with. Definitely. She would be fun to befriend a Jason. Yes, But I, yes. I, it wouldn't be fun if I owed her anything. 
I, I don't want her to have expectations of me like she has of these women. Yes, exactly. Let's just talk about it now. Okay. So there is this moment where she wakes up and she's like, oh, i got to share the good news. Oh, my God. The appeal. They won the appeal or some bullshit about the earrings. Okay, this is what she says. Yeah. She says that the court wants the trustee to prove that the money that bought the earrings was absolutely client funds. But that is mm. not what it was. Because oh. obviously we saw a physical check made out to the jeweller mm-hmm. from the client trust account. Oh. We all saw that. But what the judge said is they needed to prove that the earrings were part of Tom's estate. If they were part of Tom's estate, then that's one thing. But because the check was made from the trust account, then that's not part of Tom's estate. So they would have to refile it differently because there's the bankruptcy of the person and the bankruptcy of the law firm. Yeah. So this is all legal jargon though. It doesn't really matter. She's getting off on a technicality. Yeah. And it's a bad technicality because if it's part of a client trust account, then it's not part of the personal bankruptcy. It's not part of Tom Girardi's personal estate. Yeah. It's fucking odd, right? But like if I don't really care, like where the money came from. He stole money, he used money and bought something with money. Yes. Like who cares like if it was from what account? I don't care. Like it's all still feels criminal. The fact that she's thinking that they should celebrate this victory yeah. goes to the flashy that they give us with her and her therapist where her therapist gets Erica to admit to us that she does not experience empathy. Mm-hmm. It is a concept that she finds it very difficult to grasp. So she probably has, maybe I should say, she maybe has NPD, narcissistic personality disorder. Yeah. She very well may. I don't know. I'm just chucking shit on the wall to see what sticks. Well, maybe Erica Jane has that, but not Erica Girardi. Well, she's well, two different people. Well, if Erica Girardi, she's enigma, the one- an enigma wrapped in a riddle, wrapped in cash. <laughs> The fact that she wants empathy and can't have empathy is... Well, yeah. it's, it's crazy that she expects them all to be, like, having a, a great big party over it when it's like, oh, like, was, the yeah. fact of the matter is orphans and widows are still being have been robbed of their settlement. <laughs> and the thing is, it's not even just orphans and widows. Don't get me wrong, that's fucking disgusting. Yeah. But there are people with physical ailments, like there Mm -hmm. are people who can't walk ever again. There are people who are on breathing machines. They need funds for their ongoing lifelong medical expenses. And you got earrings. I get why you need to fight for every nickel and dime Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in order for you to have money to pay whatever restitution you're going to be forced to pay at whatever point, you need to have assets to do that. The more money you have in this pot the less is going to come out of your wage for the rest of your life. I get that. But don't gloat over it. And, and read the room. Don't expect people to be like. And then just say that. Like surely legally there is a way to say, I understand this looks bad, but if they win and I need to give away assets, I need to have assets to give. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm. Anyway, it was, a, it was a flash of the old Erica. and It's it wasn't a flash great. of who she fucking is. Who she truly is, yeah. The non-Lent Erica. The fact that in confessional, she's this is what she's saying. It means she's ruminated on it for a few months or weeks or however long. Yeah. yeah. Surely the therapist would have walked you through it. The therapist is working overtime. Oh, my God. She needs oh, more than one therapist, bitch. that's for sure. <laughs> okay, let's rewind back to getting to the hotel. 
And okay, this is when the hotel person or whatever explains about the spirits. And Eric is like, I knew it. I, I'm a ghostbuster. I can smell spirits. She can smell them. What the fuck? I mean, it's a Nirvana song. Smells like teen spirit. I don't know. Oh, I thought that was about alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that when they were talking about little people, not one of them assumed it was a child. No, they no thought it was one. aliens. They went to aliens. <laughs> I do. I always think they do too much when it's the haunted hotels. It really annoys me. And particularly Dorit. Yeah. She would seem to be blaming everything on the little people. And it's like, bitch, can you just relax? Oh, even Sutton, don't upset the little people later. Fuck me dead. That was the call of the episode. It was pretty funny. She's just the best. Yeah. Well, they're, they're all doing too much. And then what did you think of that moment where Kyle's unpacking or whatever and Dorit's going through all of her slutty clothes? Yeah. And... She goes, oh, in conf- I think in confessional she's like, maybe Kyle's looking for her next husband in Spain. If I was Kyle, I'd be fucking pissed. Yeah. At reunion, I reckon they're all going to pile on Kyle because every single one of them has pissed Kyle off with how they're dealing with her marriage troubles. Uh-huh. And I don't think she's happy with any of them for it. If you're Kyle and you're watching all their confessionals, you wouldn't be happy with all of them. Well, Kyle thinks because she brought it up in episode one that she's been having problems, no one's allowed to say anything. So, yeah, they're all on her shit list. That is true. That's not true. I think we could still talk about it. You brought it up. No, I think that we can talk about it. I'm saying that, yes, you are correct. That That is where she's coming from. But they're all questioning that there's more to it and she's trying to say, no, there's not. So and, I think this is where yeah. everyone's frustration is coming from because she's like, I've told you everything that I know thus far. And I'm assuming that there's stuff she can't say because she's technically still married to the man. Mm-hmm. I think that there's things that she could be saying, but she's protecting Mo. And I think all this traveling that Mo's doing is bullshit. Mm-hmm. I think that Mo doesn't want to be on the show this season because there's shit going on in his marriage. He don't want to talk about it. And he didn't sign a contract and he doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's just this Dorit. She is having a terrible season. Oh, sorry. We were talking about the ragging on the clothes. Sorry. <laughs> but like, no, but like Dorit and Confessionals, she's, she's, she's flopping for me. Yeah. I think she's being a bit mean. The child bride thing was oh, a lot. Oh, that was fucked up. So a lot of people online are saying like, that's another microaggression because like it feels kind of racist, right? Beyond, it is racist. Yeah, it feels that way. Beyond. I Okay, obviously I have been watching Paris Hilton and now I can't stop saying beyond. <laughs> that's hot. So, that's hot, yeah. And then she was referring to her as 12. I think I read somewhere that didn't Kyle get married at 19? And you know what? Yeah, and Crystal was 23 or something. 24, I think. So what? Yeah, she got so married what? at 24. Look, don't get me wrong, her husband was what, like the 45, 46? Dorit, you married an older, unattractive PK's been 60 since he was born. If PK was poor, she wouldn't have hooked up with him. We can tell. We're not blind. Do we care? We don't care, sweetie. But it just means that you can't throw rocks. She's not good at it. And the fact that she was talking about that she is just as intelligent, if not more so than Crystal, because she spent that time working on her career, education, whatever. It's like love then why don't you educate yourself on what you're saying? Yeah. I thought it was really problematic. Actually, I thought it was just fucking gross. I did too, but I am loving seeing Crystal on social media now just like openly hate Dorit. Did you see she cropped Dorit out of a photo? No. Sutton put up a photo of it's like 
Garcelle, Sutton, Crystal, Kyle, Dorit, or mm. whatever. Um, and Sutton posted that. And so then Crystal reposted it, but like zoomed in. So <laughs> Dorit's cropped out <laughs> on the end. And then she's done a post being like the secrets to a successful marriage. And like one of them is buy, don't borrow diamonds for your wife. <laughs> <laughs> like she's, she's oh, activated. That is so funny. And you know Rob would be buying it. Oh, my God, how good would it be if Rob bought that necklace that Dorit borrowed? He could afford it. Well, fucking knows, because he got, he got the Lion King money. Hakuna Matata, bitch. And <laughs> money aside, let's say PK had his money and he had PK's money, I'd still rather be with Rob. Yeah, disco retro Rob or whatever. What's his name? Hip-hop Rob. <laughs> he's a much cooler person. He's like total, I, I don't know, he's nerdy and I love him. I love geeks. Yeah, I'm a geek yeah. fan. Better than fucking PK, fucking hiding out in the closet, chomping on everyone's treats <laughs> and snacks. Oh, my God, do not come for my fucking crisps. So then at dinner, mm. uh, there's, they had to drinks in the courtyard with music or whatever, and there's this chef storm, which Garcelle and Erica are very excited about. Look, he's cute. He's very cute. But the more they showed him, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, he's not he's that very hot. tall. I think that's what it is. The first time he came out, I was like, he's hot. And then I changed it to cute. Yeah, but when when you're on a holiday, everyone's more attractive. For sure. Yeah. You think yeah. you're more attractive. How? Of yeah. course everyone else is more attractive. Yeah. I, I love this Garcelle and Erica relationship where they're just, like, going to go out on the town and prowl for D. Can they, can they be a Ramona and Luann and stay out and oh, come home and bring, bring some dick back? Search for hot guys. <laughs> <laughs> hot guys. I love when Ram- whenever Ramona would say hot guys, I always laugh. I know. Anyway. are the hot guys. Hot <laughs> guys. <laughs> um, then they have dinner inside. Sutton presents the Ziploc and everyone was just like... <laughs> Really gooped and gagged about the Ziploc. I reckon it is in a Ziploc bag in the urn. When I saw it, I'm like, that makes sense. Uh, Yeah. Maybe not a Ziploc. Maybe in like a a shrink-wrapped or whatever bag. And maybe one of his family members gave her a bit of the ashes in a Ziploc. I think that's what it is. Like, how else are you meant to transport ashes? This is what I'm saying. You're not just putting it in a rando box so it can come out the little corners. And can so you can just travel with ashes? This is what I'm wondering. I don't think so. I'm wondering if you got to declare that shit. Uh, you'd have to. I mean, she's normally got a private plane, so but they flew commercial. Yeah, she had bodily remains in business class. Okay, and so we're having a nice dinner. We're laughing about the ziplock. The dinner then, was going so fucking well. Why did Anna Marie feel the need to talk? No one needs you. Like she's not funny. She's not fun. She's such a Debbie Downer with her fucking bringing shit up. And she's even condescending when she's apologising. She wasn't apologising. I'm sorry, if you say the words, I'm sorry if, that's it. I am going to be Mary Cosby and block you out. Uh Uh-huh. Sorry, not interested. I thought it was a good take of for Sutton and the other girls to be like, yeah, we just didn't like when you said insecure and lonely. Like, what does that mean? I had forgotten. I, I didn't clock it last I week. didn't clock it at all. And then the more I thought about it, the more activated I got. I'm like, mm-hmm. I am so sick and tired on these housewives, mm-hmm. how they act like it's 1934. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have a man's or children, your life is over. And, what the fuck? And like, think which one of them around the table is the most insecure and lonely? Uh, yeah. The one in a marriage. 
Kyle's probably the loneliest in her marriage. Sutton did say that. I never felt lonelier than when I was in my marriage and my husband was never home. Dorit, Kyle, like they're both experiencing this right now. The way that the camera kind of panned around, <laughs> you could feel that they all gave each other the look like, well, the, the ones that the camera studied, which was the correct ones, which was, yeah, we know what that feels like. Yeah. Oh, my God. Speaking of camera, um, camera work, I mm. loved that shot in the reunion where it's just like, Meredith and Whitney with that tight handhold and they just like zoomed in on them gripping each other's hands. I don't know why, but that was like really struck me. How so? Well, I was just like, fuck, look at that cameraman just zooming in on that. Like, look at this bond. I recall them holding hands. I don't recall like thinking how how tight the camera was on it. And you don't get that very often, I thought. So it just struck me. Good camera work at this dinner, zooming in on the the lonely and insecure wives. They're all looking at each other like, (laughs) yeah, we get what you mean. And it's a shitty thing to fucking say. Yeah, and so then Anna Marie, I feel, is deflecting again onto Crystal. She's a liar, liar, pants on fire. She's another fucking Monica. Well, the thing is, I don't think she remembers conversations correctly, and we've seen that. No, she doesn't. So, like, do I think maybe Crystal thinks she's better than the rest of them? Yeah. She does. And that's the thing. This is so close to what's possible that Crystal said. Mm -hmm. I questioned it too. Like, I feel bad for Crystal that I'm questioning her. But her first season, she said a lot of this stuff. She did. Do you think maybe Anna Marie got it from fucking TV? Yeah. Like I think Anna Marie she... watched season one and lied maybe. about Crystal? I just maybe. thought of that. Well, so Crystal films an after show. I don't know. Well, she was pretty much just, she pretty much had a whole fucking dialogue script of what was said at this thing. She said, wow. I'm the most social one. She said, Anna Marie asked if we hang out off season. And I said, a lot of us don't hang out, but I'm very social. So I'll see lots of people. And she's like, that's what I said. And she's like, I didn't say socialite. And she's like, and like, of, of course they're shallow. <laughs> yeah. Like that's nothing new. Yeah. And then there was also in the after show, there was Erica and Kyle talking about it. And they were like, we don't give a shit if she thinks we're uneducated. Like this isn't a big deal at all. Yeah. Okay. Right. Like what they don't care what she thinks. The only one that seems bothered is Dorit. Because she is uneducated. I mean, but you know what? You speak like three, four, five languages. What do you care? I know. So what if you know what, you know, the root of pie is, but you can go to like four or five countries in the world and buy your Hermes in their language and you is pretty. Like, what do you care? Yeah. I do not Mm. know why she's bothered. Yeah, I, I guess I just don't. As much as I can see Crystal saying these things, I just don't see her saying them to Anna Marie when she meets her for the first time. No, but I've got you ringing in my ear from last week thinking about the 14 friends she lost. Yeah, I think if it was anyone but Anna Marie bringing this to the table, I'd believe it 100%. Right. But just because we've seen Anna Marie hear conversations wrong and remember them incorrectly five seconds later, that's where I'm a bit like, yeah. mm, what's the truth? You're not wrong. So Crystal, she sort of doesn't even bother to deny it that much because she's just like, this is bullshit, whatever, who cares? But then all the flashbacks, the producers clearly believe she said it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then, yeah, Dorit's coming for Crystal in confessional. She's calling her boring and a child bride, blah, blah, blah. Anna Marie then says she makes Crystal relevant, which I think is reaching. Yeah, she's obviously had this pre-conversation with herself. Mm -hmm. She didn't come up with that on the fly. No, no, not at all. Anyway, so that's like puts a dampener on dinner. They go to bed at 1 a.m., which I think is probably straight after because they had dinner at like 11 p.m. Exactly. I don't think it's like middle of the night. Anyway, Garcelle and Sutton have like a slumber party, which was funny. I'm on that orange hat. What did you think? It's disgusting. It's okay. I think it's impractical because 
part of wearing a hat is to shade your eyes from the sun. And this thing's yeah. got fucking holes, holes in the brim. Yeah. That would annoy the shit out of me. I'd be turning it round. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but again, Sutton is quirky and kooky. And when you're rich, you're not a weirdo, you're eccentric. And I suppose the be- the most fun part about fashion is that you can experiment with it. Like, who's she hurting in that ugly orange hat? No one. No one. And so the next morning, Eric is doing vocal exercises and then a few of them chat. Sutton and Crystal chat, Garcelle and Anna Marie chat just about last night. About Anna Marie lying. Yeah, basically. Erica shares the earring stuff, which we've talked about. Oh, God. <laughs> and then they go, they're going to go to a church. Mm. So they get into a couple of vans and it's like a long and winding cliff road mm. and um, Crystal starts to get car sick. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, she kind of wasn't the only one that was feeling queasy, no. so but she did look pale and she did have like, I'm going to vomit sweats. Yeah, she was like, I need to get out. Yeah. So she gets out and then what I fucking hated mm. was this stupid Kyle always <laughs> trying to do something in narration that doesn't exist Yeah, and she's like, they were going at it last night, but now Crystal's at Anna Marie's mercy. And I was like, rewind the tape. Anna Marie just said, oh, yeah, your veins are huge. Yeah, that's like, it. Where was the nurse? I like, know. She didn't know what she was doing. I, I was like, Kyle, can you shut the fuck up trying to make Anna Marie relevant in this moment? Well, yeah, they are the ones that are friends. I just thought it was funny when Kyle's like, I'm going to call 911. First of all, oh. do you know what the number for 911 is in Spain? Because it's obviously not 911. Yeah. I Googled it. It's 112. Okay. <laughs> it was important to me. Secondly, you're filming a show. You have a medic in one of the vans behind you. Mm-hmm. Like the villa that you're staying in has 15 bedrooms. There's a medic on site. Yeah. I just thought, we all know this. Can we not play to the camera in an unintelligent way? I don't know. Yeah. I just hate it when they treat the audience like idiots. That's all. It doesn't feel like a medical emergency. <laughs> no. I mean, the fact that her arms were swelling up, maybe that was just the altitude. Were they really high? Oh, yeah. They, they, I guess they might have been high. Yeah. Anyway, well, that was the episode. So I, that's, I don't know if it was a – was it to be continued? No, no it wasn't. No, because no. we got the next time they're shopping. Oh, yes. Garcelle, yes. for some reason, didn't bring euros with her. I mean, who goes shopping in Spain with American <laughs> dollars? This isn't Eastern Europe where everyone wants your American dollars because their currency's in the fucking toilet. Maybe she just thought she could tap and go. Maybe. Or maybe. Oh, that's the other thing. Um, Heather did pay back Monica. Yes, I heard. <laughs> I heard. I listened I, I listened to, I think it was a clip on YouTube from Watch What Happens Live. Right. Where she yeah. said, didn't she say she got Angie to Venmo She her? paid through Angie. Yeah. <laughs> I wish she didn't. I know. Well, she's gone to court with her. She's suing her in court, so she's there's no way she can get away with not paying her. The judge wouldn't look favourably yeah. on that. Well, so those are our episodes for the week. Anything else you want to add from the tea front, Sizzles? Oh, so there's a new fucking Vanderpump spin-off. Did you see oh, this? Oh, yeah, what's it called? The Valley The or Valley, and Jackson, Brittany and Kristen are in it. I'll be watching it. <laughs> of course I'll be watching it. Stasi <laughs> said that she said no. Yeah. And she said that her reasoning was because these guys aren't my crew. She's like, I'm friendly with some more than others. But she's basically saying these aren't the people I hang out with every day. I'm not doing it. She wants to be on the main show again. She doesn't want to be on a spinoff. If she doesn't need the money, she doesn't need the money. I always get really sus how these people make money after shows like that. But, of course, they're influencers. Yeah, you can make a lot from a post on Instagram. Yeah. I don't know if they still have mortgages to pay. Surely these people own these houses already. Oh, my God. Speaking of which, Vanderpump, I think, starts in three, four days. 
Oh my God, I'm so excited. Me too. What else? What else? I just feel like my sizzle notes were so last week. I don't know. The main thing is Monica got fired. Monica got fired. The American Society of Anesthesiologists came for Anna Marie. <laughs> Anne Marie. That's How fucking hilarious. Dude, they put up a graphic with anesthesi. Did you see this? Anesthesiologists yeah. on one side, nurse anesthetist on the other side, saying what they did complete and what they didn't complete. Like they came for her hard. Someone from that society watches this fucking show. They're a slutton. They're a full fucking <laughs> slutton, mate. I don't know. I think that's it. Like there's stuff like, you know, there's an article saying that Luann and Joe Bradley from Southern Hospitality were on Watch What Happens Live and went out afterwards and were like fully flirty. I don't know if I believe that. Maybe I just don't care. (laughs) Oh, Alexis Bellino has been offered a friend of role for RHOC and she's been spotted filming. So she's back on the show now. Okay. Now that she's dating Shannon Bedore's ex-boyfriend, obviously that's why they wanted her on the show. She's going to have to really pull out all the stops if she thinks she's going to be on more than one season because after one season that storyline's going to be done. So, Mm -hmm. And, well, now that Salt Lake's done and Vanderpump's back... Are we going to be talking about Vanderpump next week, perhaps? Um, If it's good, yes. If it's good. Okay, let's see if it's good. Let's see if it's good. Let's see if we want to talk about it. Because when we talk about a show we don't want to talk about, we're fucking pains in the ass. Oh, yeah, we suck. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh, Ramona Singer's boyfriend was out in New York last week and Chaz Dean was there and apparently this dude was shit-faced and being obnoxious. I mean, I'm not surprised. If he's Uh, Ramona's boyfriend, he's going to be fucking obnoxious. It tracks. Yeah, that's about it. Well, let's leave it there. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Listening, you can reach out to us at effing bravo on insta and we still have the twitter but i don't really like twitter anymore i don't use the twitter so whatever elon musk ruined it it must be said i know geez if anyone needed some meds <laughs> i'm sorry he's past eccentric he's just fucking strange <laughs> all right well on that note yeah sorry elon but you know god bless you and keep you from our door <laughs> Who doesn't love a good Fiddler on the Roof reference? I love dragging someone through Fiddler on the Roof. That's Fucking great. oath. Oh, all right. Well, bye, Mariana. Bye, Thank lovelies. You. Bye, bye everyone. Mwah, mwah, mwah.